Hello listeners, it's Peps, it's J-Dog, and if you thought round one of the finals action was big, week two is going to be even bigger. We're here to go through our tips, our preview for the semi-final weekend of AFL action. And you know, Chris Pepper has to be here with his Tango and Cash sidekick, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. Big fella. I know it was Super Saturday a couple of weeks ago. I know it was the wonderful weekend last week. Mm-hmm. How good is semi-final? The best of the worst versus the worst of the best playing each other for a spot against our teams one week later. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, one reason is because I have to. It's a, it's a shorter show, which means less time with you actually face to face, which is great. And uh, this could be the opportunity, Peps, where we start to see uh, maybe the uh, the cats get bounced straight out again. Sam stows a soil. And you're right, mate, it is a shorter show, so it will be good because the glare coming off the bald head of yours <laughs> really does get uh, draining on the cataracts by the end of the, the end of the session. But you're kicking off the first game I am. this weekend. You're kicking off the Cats versus GWS mm-hmm. with the winner to take on my mob next week end. So it's over to you, big fella. Give yep. us your preview of Cats versus the GWS Giants. Rightio, so it is all kicking off at the home of football tomorrow night. Uh, Cats versus the Giants tomorrow, 7.50pm. We kind of like those earlier starts. Um, there have been some changes. The Cats have, um, as, you've, as you've said, Peps, they've swung the magnets. They've gone to Bunnings and they've brought in the big man, Ezra Radagalea. He is in the team. So... Uh, looking forward to that one there. Hopefully he's kicked, uh, he's picked up his kicking a little bit, but marking, oh, nothing better. Max Holmes comes in and Zach Tui, huge inclusion into that team. Bigging, bigging. Really needed that one there after last week. Um, going out, uh, music to many cats supporters is, is Luke Dalhouse. Um, has had a shocker now for, I'd say, a good half of the season. So he's been dropped. Mark O'Connor was injured with his hamstring last week. Sam Simpson is also admitted, and Sean Higgins is managed because half a game of football is too much. Oh, I'll tell you what, he, he struggled last week. He yeah. struggled during those 38 minutes of football he played. <laughs> yeah, and Luke like- O'House has been evicted. Yeah. Do you reckon Geelong supporters, can you tell us just on the chat, mm-hmm. when was the last time Luke Dalhouse played a good game for Geelong? Yeah. Someone will say something. All right, coming in for GWS, a couple of ones here. Um, is it Booby Hill, Peps? Oh, it's Booby Hill. We love <laughs> we Booby love, Hill. We love, we love Bobby Hill. He's a legend. And also, Connor Stone comes into the team as well. Going out is Sam Reed, who got he's picked up his injury last week. Toby Green. Well, no, no need to talk about that anymore. Son. And Tom Green is also out injured. Green, two greens, different spelling. Uh, and Jesse Hogan plays his 100th AFL game, which has only taken about 15 years. So well done, Jesse. And, and by the way, the, the, the responses have already started flooding in. Never. Is but the response to Luke Dalhouse playing a good game for Geelong has been never. So once again, invested quite well, Geelong, getting him across from the doggies. Absolutely. So this is um this is the second semi. We're talking about the second semi-finals this week. Um, and it's their first ever meetings in the finals. So uh, a new one for these teams. Um, the Giants have come into the match with superb recent record over the Cats, having won last of their three encounters with the latest just in round 21 this year, so not too long ago, um, and will be hell-bent on ending the Cats' finals campaign uh, and also coming up against their ex 
key forward superstar of the competition, Jeremy Cameron. So come, some of the key stats from last week that I decided to pull out and talk about. Um, the Giants basically stopped playing at halftime last week. They almost blew a five-goal lead to hold on just by one point. In Perhaps that would, that would go down as a modern uh, finals classic, wouldn't it? A one-point finals are always going to be classics. Yeah, I thought Except so. Except if you're on the losing side. <laughs> yes. Um, look, Giants, as we know, I spoke about it on Tuesday night. Giants lost the inside 50 count 65 to 46 um, with, the Son- with the Swans kicking seven behinds in the, se- in the second half. Actually, in the last half, sorry. I don't know when that. They just kicked They just kicked, they just kicked behind after behind after behind after behind. Um, but the key thing for the Giants, which really set them up for last week's win, is they scored 24 points from forward half stoppages, which really was the difference in that game. They were able to convert once there was a stoppage in their forward 50 or forward half of the ground. So that's a, a really big win for them. Um, on the other side of the factor, um, I'll just talk about the negatives for Geelong. Um, it's their it's their fifth consecutive first week final that they have lost, um, and since the premiership, they've only won one of their first finals. And the win they had, I believe Isaac Smith had a kick after the siren to win that game for Hawthorne if he dropped it. So I remember that. It's not um, it's not pretty reading for Geelong fans, but the good thing is they have a very 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 good track record of bouncing back. Um, Last week as well, it was a horror night. Geelong scored their lowest score of the season last week. Um, Port Adelaide outscored Geelong, um, you know, 50 points in the forward 50 chains and led the inside 50 count by 50, uh, 16 as well. So Port just dominated them last week. Um, but the good things for Geelong, some of the other uh, things ever changed. Geelong won the free kick count, 19 to 24. So well done, Geelong. Um, it's, a stat, it's a stat you rarely lose. Oh, <laughs> Selwood, duck, duck. <laughs> um, they also decided to uh, win the turnovers, uh, 57 to 68 last week. So, well done, Geelong. I think Dangerfield was nine of those turnovers. So, I mean, that's pretty good going. Um, they did win the hitouts by five. They also won the clearances by eight and they won the center clearances by 12. But... Um, everything other than that was a complete horror show. Henderson, I think, was probably contemplating retirement in about. I feel the like going back quarter. to Adelaide. He'd almost <laughs> go back to Carlton. That's how bad it got. <laughs> if it wasn't for like Jack Henry and those sort of guys back there, um, oh. yeah, Henderson had a real dirty night. So, some of the key things here for me, Peps. I expect Jeremy Cameron to have a massive game against this one here. I think Danger will bounce back. I don't see him playing that bad again. Um, and the inclusion of Tui back there on the halfback line is a huge thing for this team. For GWS, they have lost the X factor in Toby Green, who averages 2.3 games, uh, 3, 2.3 goals a game. Um, but they have got a lukewarm Jesse Hogan, who claimed a career high oh. six contested marks last week and kicked two goals in that first. I thought final. he had nine, but I could have been <laughs> wrong. Just- That's okay. Um, we know that also in the GWS forward line, they've got Harry Himmelberg who's kicked 32 goals this season um, and probably their most consistent forward. Um, the only concern is uh, is when they played the Cats in round 21, they lost that inside to, inside 50 count once again, 43 to 64. Um, and I just don't see the forwards like Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron having another shocking night like they did last Friday. So for me, Peps, 
I'm going to go Geelong and I'm going to say they're going to win by 32 points. Ooh, you're going six baggers. Six baggers. I just don't see they, – they have a very good record of winning the second final. That's good. My concern looking at it is I think it's another week and the age factor has to kick in. Mm-hmm. So After one I'm, week though? Yeah. These people, these people no, no, are no, paper mache. No, nah, but Jamie, they've been going what twenty. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not helium balloons. 20, they're not helium 20, balloons. They don't just yeah. deflate after a week. No, nah, but they've been twenty-four. This is their twenty-fourth game for the year. Yep. Right? Games don't get shorter; they get longer with age. And no rest for the wicked. They got pumped last week. They're going to be on a big ground as well, too. Mm. And they're going to be run everywhere. And like I said, the longer the game goes, if you have a look at Geelong, the longer the game goes, the more chance you have of, of overrunning. And Melbourne did it two weeks ago. They did. Ran over the top of them. And I think I think GWS are a big chance. But oh, I just look at it, though. Who, who kicked the most goals for the GWS last week? Uh, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Hogan, wasn't it? Two goals. No, Toby Green. Toby Green's not playing. Yeah, and there's okay. my and there's my issue is that he's the spunk, he's the X factor, he is he's the barometer, he's the he's the Reese Matheson with skill mm. and and talent, and it's just he's a dickhead, but a good dickhead. And they've lost him, and and they've lost him, and he just provides something up forward that I don't think they're going to be able to replicate. No, and once again, you got to go through the course of the whole year, Jamie. A top four team isn't a top four team because they're lucky to get there. They've been there virtually for the entire season. And I agree with you. I think they're just going to be they're just going to be too strong. Um, and I think they're going to bounce back from last week. I just don't know how much by. I'm not going as much as 32 points. I'll probably go maybe three goals at the most. Peps, be careful what you say because do you want to play the Cats in a prelim final for your grand final spot? Or do you want to play GWS, Peps? Speak from the heart, mate. You've got, I'd, you've got to talk play, from the heart. I'd play Geelong. You want to play Geelong than GWS? Of course you would. Okay. A fresh Mel- a fresh Melbourne against a Geelong team who averages around about twelve to thirteen or twelve players over the age of thirty running around on a big oval. A fresh Melbourne with yep. uh, they don't have a ruckman. We saw that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They don't play like playing on wide grounds. We've seen that happen last week. Yep. We'll run them. I would love to play Geelong. I love it. So you're oh, saying Geelong by how many? Oh, three goals, but that's it. Okay. Yep. And if if anything, um, if anything, um, my friend on the uh, chat he just said, Mr. John Michael, <laughs> he, he's looking, he's looking for hopefully um, Taranto to kick eight, <laughs> and Danger and Cameron, or Danger and Hawkins, or Danger and uh, uh, Cam, uh, Cameron to ping a hammy. So this is why I just hope there's, I hope there's a bit of twanging going on. You want to see the old bodies break down? I want to see them all break down. <laughs> I want them all broken down for next week. As long as they win and then break down. I want them to be I want them to be three goals up at Twangfest. <laughs> I want banjos You're, being strummed everywhere. Well, I was gonna say you are someone who doesn't mind seeing a few men twang a couple around you. Mate, I love a good twang. Um I've had over three hundred and seventy seven twangs and loved every single one of them. <laughs> Very good. All right. Very Pets. well. My friend, very, very well done. And the feedback coming in off the chat is you are mm, the man, the man, the man. All righty. So that means that the um, the 377-game superstar 
with copious amounts of finals experience. And I have to tell you that the time that I won the best in finals back in uh, two thousand, sorry, nineteen ninety seven. I did. Uh, Peps, oh, how many man. grand finals did you end up walking away with after your illustrious career? None. 377 games and no grand finals. No, no, I played in grand finals, just never won one. Yeah, I blame I blame the other teammates. I blame the other 18 blokes. Oh, no. That, 17 mate, blokes. They let me down. There's, there's a few people in the chat here who saw me play and, my God, was I good. Almost as good as these two teams that were going to be running around. <laughs> On Saturday night, 7.20 p.m., 4th versus 5th, Brisbane versus the Doggies. One word for you, people, is this. Uncontested. That's the type of football these two teams like to play. It's a little bit of uncontested. They like getting their hands on the ball, but they like to do it in two completely different ways. Brisbane Lions playing at home. Very disappointing against the Ds last week. But Does that say more about the Melbourne? Or did it say more about Brisbane? I'll leave that one up to you. More about McStay. It doesn't. He was McGon when he got McNeed <laughs> in the McNose. <laughs> All right. Brisbane, they rate first for kicks. Rates for uh, inside 50s first. Clearances first. Okay. Massive risk versus reward. They like to get their foot on the ball and move it around the ground. But they're fourth for clangers. So they don't mind making mistakes because of the catalyst of the midfield running around and also the firepower that they have had throughout the year. Didn't tick all the time, did kick in the last few weeks. But here's the thing, J-Dog, if you have a look at their their scores, they did rank for first for points. Apparently, you know, number one attacking midfield or attacking forwards. Attacking forwards, six, yep. For the year. But most of their scores, big blowout scores, were against bottom eight teams. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show – you play against a half-decent defence and a half-decent midfield who play accountable football, they got blown away last week, and that should have been at least 10 goals rather mm-hmm. than kick straight, okay? That's saying, though, um, the, the, my other concern for the backs is also they got caught out a fair bit. So Rich and Birchall, when they get their hands on the ball, beautiful by foot. Targets lace out because, yep. you know, that's how we want your footy. But they're susceptible going the other way. It happened last week. Fritch got on the end of a few um, Cosy Picker got on the end of a few. Neil Bullen was running his absolute tush off. Spargo did his thing. So they're massively susceptible out the back. Um, and when you've got people like Cody Waitman running down forward, when you've also got people, uh, you, you've got the Bont, you've got McRae, you've got Smith, you've got Trelaw who are fast on the wheels. Did Wallace get an opportunity? Uh, Wallace ain't getting a game ever again for the doggies. Okay. Wallace. Yeah. So that's it, going to be a bit, of a, a bit of a disappointment from that perspective. All right. If you have a look from the, from the Western Bulldogs side of things, they just want the ball and they move it fast. Not by foot, but by handball. They are the link-up kings. Yeah. They average they average 22 more disposals a game than their opposition. Mm. But the yeah. thing is, J-Dog, they're down five every game on kicks. They rank 27 more in handballs every single game. So they are run and gun and they are linking team. And that, look, when you've got a midfield with the barometers that we spoke about a moment ago, I wonder why they dominate. Yep. When the midfield's down, which we saw for probably the three weeks before the finals kicked off, they are very, very susceptible and very, very gettable mm-hmm. as well. But they had a bit of spunk last week. They got back to where they needed to be. and um, Second half especially. Dominate, especially in that second half, certainly. Um, one thing that they like to also do for the Brisbane Lions, if I have a look at this, is what they – oh, sorry, for the Doggies, is they tend to move the ball forward and then when it gets to 70, that's when they go. Yeah. Okay. Bruce going down is a bigger thing. We mentioned it last week. Bruce going down, I think, is going to be where the doggies fall over this year. And it's yeah. funny, you've got two teams here, Hipwood and also the doggies, having their guns forwards going out, leaving more pressure on Danaher and yeah. Norton. 
Dana Hurd didn't stand up last week. Norton did. So that's where yes. I think the Western Bulldogs have a bit more of an advantage. Also going down back, Harris Andrews, he is on the sniff, mate. I don't know what the hell is going on with him, but he just didn't seem anything like he would normally be. Uh, like I said, McStay is McGon. I don't okay. think I don't think Harris took a contested intercept mark at all. I don't think Harris even knew he was playing. <laughs> I reckon he dead set had the Benny Hill soundtrack running around in the back of his head of some of the things that he was doing last week. Maybe Henderson, maybe Henderson and him shared the same something. You know, I reckon who gave him some coaching advice during the week? Tyrone Vicker, Tyrone Vickery. <laughs> oh, I reckon he was giving him a bit of you know this is where you need to run. Remember when he was doing those with a bit of the concussion and oh, he marked the ball when there was no one there? So yeah. I think it was a case of that as well too. Um, but, yeah, they just don't let their opposition get the ball. Yeah. But the one the thing is is that because they're handballing, they're all pushing up. If you can get it out the back again over the top of them, there's a lot forward to, to push back as well too. So it's, it's going to be an interesting one. You know, if you have a look at some of the key matchups here, uh, you've got three out of the last ten to be won by Brisbane. So the doggies have the, the knuckles over them. Mm-hmm. But two out of the last three have been for the Brisbane Lions as well yeah. too. Like, yeah. See, you can look at history, but history is a bit of a mystery when you sort of look at it as well. If you have also ever look at um, the setups as well in terms of who's going to be playing, I've got Rich versus Bailey Dale, the halfback boys. Okay. Yeah. Rich with his cannon, Bailey Dale just setting up all Australians for both of them this year, which was sensational. So it's going to be awesome to watch. Zorko versus the Bont. You've got mm-hmm. Lions versus Bailey Smith. I put Neil versus McRae, the accumulators. It's interesting you have a look at uh, Neil. He had 48 touches against the Ds last week and didn't do much with So wow. the numbers lie. Like Hightower and Police Academy won. Oh, the numbers don't lie. The numbers lied. 48 disposals. Do you reckon, do you reckon Neil got some uh, a bit of advice from the previous Brownlow winner, Tom Mitchell, and said, oh, how, do you do it? how do you do oh, it? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're part of the sheepdog. You know, we've got the Lenny Hayes good-looking bloke. Hey, I'm, not bloke prepared, I'm not prepared to let you talk about Neil being a sheepdog just yet. He sheepdogged a lot last week. Let him have a game. Let him have a game of a sheepdog. Yeah, if there's another sheepdog game this week, then, you know. <laughs> You're going to call him a sheepdog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the, the interesting thing is they only average – Brisbane had 19 tackles in their forward 50 last week. That's how much the ball was going. Yeah. But they average 11 per game. So whether they're going to be able to do that again, I don't know. Mm. But just the people who have been setting up for them over the last couple of weeks, McCluggage, um, Berry Boys, they just they just weren't there. Yeah. And my concern is the only person who kept them in the game at any stage last week was Charlie Cameron. What so Alex is Dana Hur. Who's going to – is Alex Kidd going to be able to stop him? I think so. I think he's going to be more da- dangerous that way. Just keep Dana Hur down. He's going too far up the ground. Alex Keith will absolutely love that, and the Bulldogs' backline will love that as well too. Caleb Daniel versus McCluggy. They're obviously the link-up men. Mm. Um, will there be any tagging? I reckon there's, there's an opportunity to tag here. We saw if the extraction man Libba gets his hands on it, the human the human art gallery gets his hands on it, you might want to go to him. Um, yep. If Zorko starts to create a bit of influence around the ground, get on him as well. It may be Jared Lyons. If they start to get out of control, one of these teams is going to go out of control one place or another. Um, and so I can definitely see a tagger, tagger going to those as well too. Okay. So if I put this in perspective, Brisbane Lions have got Devin Robertson coming in and Jack Payne coming in. Daniel McStay is out with concussion. Um, Jackson Pryor has been omitted. Reese Matheson, the Medi sub, gone cold on the temperature, the barometer. The Western Bulldogs, interestingly enough, no one is in, yet Jason Johannesson, the Medi sub, has been 
uh, let go. Gee, hasn't that been a f- fall from grace for the uh, the top deck himself? Wrecked so, his hair, wrecked his, hair, wrecked his, his career. career. Exactly right. So, J-Dog, mm-hmm. looking at these two teams and I'm going, okay, if one forward doesn't fire, where, have I got reliable goal kickers to back that up? And for the doggies, I would definitely say yes. For Brisbane, Danaher doesn't do anything. It's all on Charlie Cameron's shoulders. Correct. If Norton doesn't do anything, Cody Waitman. Let's have a look at the midfield goal kickers. Zorko, does he kick him occasionally? Lockie mm-hmm. Neal, not as much. Lyons, definitely. Jared Berry, when he gets his hands on it, definitely. Okay. Yeah, McCluggage. Let's have a look at McCluggage yeah. as well too. Let's have a look at the doggies. McRae, eh. Uh, Mm-hmm. Caleb Daniel, eh. we know the Bont can kick him if he needs to as well. Bailey Smith, mm. so then we go from the defensive side of things. I reckon the doggies are going to win this one. The doggies, the doggies are going to win this one. And Pips, I like what he says there. You don't spend half the season on top of the ladder mm-hmm. and have three bad games to drop out and put yourself into this position. Three rounds to go, four rounds to go before this season finished, they were the premiership favourites. They got a bit of spunk back last week, and all the pressure this week is on Brisbane. I um, And that's why I'm just going with the dogs because there was just something about the way that they came out after that second half last week. And to keep a team goalless in a half, it's only been last time that was done, I think, was in Melbourne versus West Coast in that prelim. To keep Essendon um, goalless for a half, Got to be doing something right, and they did a lot more right than Brisbane did last weekend. That's why I'm thinking the doggies. I like it, and I'm like making it. it a close one. I'm making it a close one. Eight points. Yeah, look, I think what you sort of identified there is the dogs seem to have a little bit more um, different options to goal. They have if if things need to. Um, as you said, Joe Danaher's got a fire, and Charlie Cameron where the doggies have got a couple of more midfielders that run through and kick goals and a couple of those small forwards that also can create a nuisance as well. Throw in Tim English for maybe a goal or so. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's the other thing too. One of the other the stats that I did pull out when I was having a bit of a look through this is Brisbane don't get a lot of hit-outs. Yeah. Yet the difference with the doggies is they almost don't have a – except for Tom English, they don't virtually have a, a nominated rack when the bot would be doing it for a while. Mm. So they, so both these teams tend to feed off each other's clearances. Yeah. So whoever gets on the, the, their hands on the ball first is either going to be kicking it long or linking up with handball. So I think that's where the game's going to be won is around not with the taps, but who actually gets the extraction out of the clearance as well too because they're, they're both clearance teams. I love it. Absolutely love it. And, and, and Brisbane are first for that in the competition. So you said doggies. How yep. much by? Eight points. Eight points, a goal and a bit. I actually think it's going to be a close one. Because it's up in Brisbane, they're going to have the crowd behind them. But, um, yeah, I'm just um, – Okay, I'm going to go – Oh, such a tough one. I'm going to go Brisbane, and that's just for the fact that you and I can have something to talk about on Tuesday. <laughs> we can't tip the same all the time. We can't um, tip the same. We never do. We just argue. <laughs> So yeah, for now Brisbane for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I like where you're going though, Peps. Good analysis, well done. Hey, uh, um, Nikki Nikki Thiel from the Portress is just throwing this one out that um, if, if last week's game is any inclination, Port versus Geelong hitouts don't win games. Absolutely. I probably would agree with it. The difference though, Nikki, is depending on who the ruckman is and if they're doing something with those hitouts and put it into advantage, 
that's when they make a much difference. So maybe have a look at the other game and see what the big Maxi G with that sexy bald head, a bit like J-Dogs, um, and a beard, what he does around the ground, it just allows a team to get first hands on the ball. So that's yeah. why, yeah, but but Geelong Reece Stanley, my goodness, he was good for about 35 seconds and then – And depending on, depending, on what the, depending on what the team is, like Port are uh, – Port um, – have more value on clearance statistics than they do on center clearances, on stoppage clearances versus center clearances. Yeah. Port have always been that kind of team who prefers to score more from that. Exactly right. And even from our perspective, Melbourne play less, one less around from the clearances, shore up down back, yeah. and then run it off. And then attack from there. Yeah. Uh, when you've got Bull or not, when you've got the two Bulls in there, Oliver Petrarca, geez, anything can happen as well too. So um, there it is. I'm going with the... You said Western Bulldogs by eight points. Western Western Bulldogs, and I'm also going Geelong. You're going Geelong by, you said, 15? Three goals, yep. Three goals, okay. Cool. All right. Um, Yeah, and I'm going the Cats by a lot, 32, and I'm going to go Brisbane Lions by 20. Awesome. Um, Some of those things here, uh, Charlie Keegan said, Cody Waitman won't have the umps giving him a free kick. (laughs) Like he did last week. Here's the thing, right? And by the way, for all the people out there, and I know it's no one in this community, but anyone who was trolling uh, Cody Waitman, he doesn't pay the decision. He just puts himself in the position to get the decision, all right? So he's kicked four goals in the final. Don't know if many people out there have even kicked four goals in their life. So give the young fella a go. He's got a bit of a surfy's haircut, and I like that cut of his jib. Um, and um, listeners, tell us who you're going for. On the chat tonight, tell us who you're going for. We want to know how much you think. Um, who's going to win? Who wins and by, by how, how much? much? Definitely. So that'll be the listener question for tipped out. Who wins by and how much? Um, hey, uh, I've got a scoop here for for the Cougars. Go for it, buddy. Is it uh, is it Noonsies last year? No. Has he communicated no. this? No, no, no. Noonsies last year was nineteen ninety seven. That's what oh, I oh, sorry. I thought he's saying it was his it's his last no, year no, this year. Was, no, no, it was his last season in nineteen ninety seven. So we can't blame it, him. For it that. wasn't too it wasn't too bad of an on baller Noonsie. Um, Peps. Um, yeah, mate. Can you see my cup? I'll get stuffed. Hey, listen, everybody. <laughs> Hang on. We're going to wait. For the, what's, what's their responses? Where are their responses? The listeners. They're going to put it in the chat of the show, not the chat here. Oh, they've okay. tuned out. Hey, listen. So, everybody, uh, that's it. We'll be back on Tuesday night. I'm, look, all, all we're hoping for is two cracking games where they punch the living suitcases out of each other. So, it just makes it easiest for our teams in two weeks' time. So, a week's time. So, Hopefully your team wins. And if your team hasn't made it, hey, too bad. By the way, JP, Justin Parker's tips. He has two horses racing this week. Saturday, Dusty Tycoon race oh, nine. Oh, that's not a tip. Eagle that's not a fun. tip. He's like $1.01 or something. I don't know. And the uh, the big goodbye, race seven at Eagle Farm. Uh, big chances to win. JP, you've said that all season, and I'm still freaking waiting for a collect. All right? So <laughs> if you want to put your heart on all that, maybe put that into um, – uh, tipped out's multi for this week. But look, um, that's the show for the night. We'll see you Tuesday night for a wrap-up of a massive weekend. Also, as we went to sh- as we went to air, Ned Guy. Sorry, not Ned Guy. Who's the guy who's um, who's the Collingwood president? Uh the other one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I've read his name. Anyway, he's re- he's um not gonna be part of it. He's pulled the pin. So the two guys that were punching on, he's gone. So ah. Craigie so, Wessels, I know you're watching this all the way from the US of A. The replay will be up on the Lace Out page. We can listen to the podcast, as most people do as well too. So that's it. That's tipped out for this week. This is how you want your finals tipped. 
Tipped Out Style with the great man, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. And me, Chris Pepper. We'll see you Tuesday. Have a great one, lads. And lesses. And, and, and team wins. Yeah, mate. Poor, te- poor people, I'll see you on the podcast in a couple of minutes. See you, everyone. See you, listeners. Oh, yeah, we're doing a live show. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> see you, listeners. What's he doing? Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.